Why should we love God and love our neighbor? Why should we respond to the evil with the good? Why should we pick up our cross daily and follow Jesus? Some say we should do the right thing because if we do, we will feel better about ourselves or others will think better of us or things will go better for the larger society. But these motives all break down at some point. I may feel good doing the wrong thing. I may not care about what you think. And the larger good of society is, in any event, debatable. Ultimately, there is only one compelling reason to persevere in faith and in the practice of righteousness. Easter and the hope of resurrection. Easter is the vindication of Jesus, the righteous servant of God. And Easter is the promise that all who put their faith in him and do what is right will also be vindicated and raised from the dead on the last day. Jesus was tried and found guilty by two courts, the Jewish and the Roman. The verdict of these two courts represent the verdict of all humanity. The Son of God became man and lived righteously and faithfully. In response, humanity, Jew and Gentile, weighed him in the balance, found him wanting, and sentenced him to death. Jesus made no effort to appeal the verdict or escape the sentence. His whole manner and purpose of life was to plead his case to another judge. On Easter Day, that other judge, God, announced his verdict. God declared his righteous servant to be innocent, justified, and vindicated. And the sign of God's verdict is the resurrection. Guilt brings with it the sentence of death with its twofold consequence of separation from God and bodily decay. Innocence or justification bring with it restoration to God's presence and resurrection to new life in a glorified body. Jesus fulfills the biblical pattern of the righteous servant who is rejected by man but vindicated by God. We see this pattern in Joseph who was sold into slavery by his brothers. 
We see this pattern in King David, who spent a large measure of his life running from King Saul, who wanted to kill him. We see it in Job, who was afflicted precisely because he was righteous. All these were rejected by man and vindicated by God. The righteous servant of God lives innocently in the face of opposition because he trusts that God will ultimately judge in his favor. As the servant says in Isaiah, quote, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been confounded. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame, for he who vindicates me is near. This is the pattern for our lives in Christ. As 1 Peter says, Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps, who committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return, when he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. We renew the vows of our baptism on Easter to remember who we are and to remember what our story is. In Christ, we have become righteous servants of God. We worship God and love our neighbor because we have been justified through faith in Jesus Christ. And we are looking for our ultimate vindication when Jesus comes in glory to judge the living and the dead at the end of time. When we forget who we are and what our story is, we fight the wrong battles and we plead our case to all the wrong judges. We act falsely to get others to approve of us. We refuse to forgive and let go of the past. We make moral compromises to avoid temporary pain. However, our forgetfulness does not enable us to avoid the pain of life. Our attempts to please the wrong judges fill us with anxiety. The wrong battle takes just as much effort as the right one. It just never ends in enduring victory. <clears throat> 
The compromise that avoids the temporary pain merely causes greater pain in the long run. Pain is an unavoidable part of life in a fallen world. But there are two kinds of pain. There is the pain of death, and there is the pain of birth. The pain of death is what we experience as fallen creatures whose lives are bounded by time. We pursue hopes and dreams that can only be enjoyed for a short season if we achieve them. We pursue fleeting pleasures that become less pleasurable with age. Underlying every dream and pleasure is the great unspoken secret of fallen humanity. Death is going to take everything away. As the preacher says, all is vanity. However, our baptismal participation in the resurrection of Jesus Christ redeems our pain. When we put our faith in him and obey his commandments, our lives in this world become part of a larger eternal story. And the pain of death becomes the pain of birth. In Christ, time is no longer the feudal arena in which everything is ultimately lost. Rather, time becomes the opportunity to serve Christ now in anticipation of our own vindication and resurrection. In Christ, we see that even small acts of faithfulness have eternal consequences. Inasmuch as we do it to the least of Christ's brethren, we do it to him. We are given new food, the bread of life and the medicine of immortality that feeds and grows the eternal life that has been planted within us. We become members of the body of Christ, God's chosen people, the eternal community, the one community in which our membership cannot be ended by death. And we are given a spectacular transcendent hope, the hope that exactly what happened to Jesus on Easter Day will happen to us. As 1 Corinthians says, quote, in a moment, at the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. So why should we worship God and love our neighbor? 
Why should we respond to the evil with the good? Why should we pick up our cross daily and follow Jesus? Because we are looking for God to vindicate us. And Jesus on Easter Day has given us the sure and certain hope that he will. As Jesus himself said, quote, This is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.